The VPM Daily Newscast is sponsored by Kanawa Capital Management. Your financial life is unique, complex, and dynamic. Kanawa Capital Management's team of credentialed professionals has been helping its clients build wealth and confidence through personalized planning and informed investing since 1989. Learn more at cancap.com. That's K-A-N-C-A-P.com. You're listening to the VPM Daily Newscast, the recap of today's top stories in Central Virginia. From the VPM Newsroom in Richmond, I'm Kim Strother. In the South, abortion access is a shifting landscape. Roe v. Wade was overturned this week last year, freeing up states to limit or ban the procedure. Here's a snapshot of those changes in Tennessee, North Carolina, and Virginia. We begin with Riley Thompson, a reporter for WUOT in Knoxville. This spring, a narrow exemption to the state's current criminal abortion ban went into effect. Previously, the law required doctors to prove why an abortion was medically necessary in court. The law now allows doctors to use their so-called reasonable medical judgment to determine whether an abortion is needed to save a mother's life or prevent a major injury. It also allows doctors to perform abortion services for ectopic pregnancies and miscarriages. There is still no exception for fetal anomalies or victims of rape and incest. Corinne Rivetti, a family nurse practitioner, said the law is still restrictive. We're hearing story after story from OBGYNs of women having to actually sit in parking lots in emergency rooms before coming in for care or being told to go back outside and sit in the parking lot because even though they're bleeding heavily and there's a threat for their life, it's not serious enough. Since the Tennessee abortion ban took effect last August, patients are seeking care in states where access is still available. Lily Knapp with the Blue Ridge Public Radio in Asheville reports. North Carolina has become a safe haven for those seeking abortion care. However, in North Carolina, abortion restriction laws will move from a ban on abortions after 20 weeks with some exceptions to a ban on abortions after 12 weeks with some exceptions on July 1st. In the state's 18 westernmost counties, home to about a million people, there's only one clinic located in Asheville. Dr. Julia Oat-Judge is a family practice doctor at Planned Parenthood in Asheville. She says the office had to quadruple the number of appointments for abortion care at their location to deal with demand from other states. It's been a huge surprise to suddenly be taking care of patients from Alabama, for example, places that are an incredibly long drive. Oh, Judge worries about access under the latest law. It's really scary to contemplate the changes that are coming July 1st because they are really going to impact the health of patients in Western North Carolina and the surrounding area. The new abortion restrictions allow exceptions, including sexual assault and medical emergencies but patients are required to attend an in-person visit more than 72 hours before their appointment receiving care at a hospital. Virginia will soon take on an emerging migration of people seeking access to abortion in the South. Here's Whitney Evans with VPM News in Richmond. At Whole Woman's Health in Charlottesville, birds sing outside the recovery room where patients who've just had an abortion can lounge in a recliner and drink tea. Avante Logan, a former patient, has worked at the clinic for just over a year. She says people coming from out of state are often exhausted and full of questions. They're stressed about what happens if something goes wrong. And the biggest question and the biggest concern is, will I get caught? 
Logan assures them that most procedures are uneventful and that the abortions they're receiving are legal. Amy Hagstrom-Miller is president of Whole Woman's Health Alliance. It wasn't that long ago that people had to come twice in Virginia. Um, there was a two-visit requirement, a 24-hour waiting period, what we call forced ultrasound, and we just knocked those restrictions down in 2020. What you're seeing here is some best practices, which was hard fought and I think is one of the reasons Virginia is a real bright light in this part of the country. Democrats have a slim majority in the Virginia Senate and Republicans control the House, a balance that so far has warded off any significant changes to the state's abortion laws. But this November's elections could unsettle that balance. Whitney Evans, VPM News. A recent poll shows Virginians are happier with the Commonwealth's democracy than the nation's overall. Roanoke College's Institute for Policy and Opinion Research conducted the poll, according to a press release. The results were based on almost 700 interviews with Virginia's residents. The results were found using a scale of the Institute's, quote, index of political anxiety. Two more surveys will be conducted in August and November. A Dominion Energy pilot program encouraging customers to shift electricity usage to off-peak hours could be examined. Patrick Larson with VPM News has more. The time-of-use plan splits electric rates into on-peak and off-peak hours. On-peak hours usually occur when lights, air conditioning, and appliances switch on across the region. Program members pay a premium for power during those hours and get a discount when there's less stress on the grid. A third-party report on the pilot found that electricity demand for customers fell 9% in summer peak hours and 3% in the winter. But people who already use the most energy at peak hours saw bill increases despite reducing usage. Attorney General Jason Miara's office said that could disincentivize customers with the greatest energy-saving potential. State regulators granted Dominion permission to increase membership to 20,000. The company did not provide a timeline for that expansion. Patrick Larson, VPM News. Vote counts continue in Arlington County's primary elections as of Wednesday afternoon. According to unofficial results, Parisa Degani Tofti beat out challenger Josh Ketcher with 56% of the vote to win the Democratic nod for Commonwealth's attorney. A three-way race for Arlington's sheriff appears to have ended with acting Sheriff Jose Quiroz on top with 40% of the vote. There's no resolution yet in the six-person Democratic-ranked choice primary for two seats on Arlington's Board of Supervisors. This week, the Richmond City School Board voted to rename four of its school buildings. John B. Carey and Ginter Park Elementaries will be named after educators Dr. Lois Harrison-Jones and Francis W. McClinney, respectively. While school board members disagreed on whether to rename schools after people, 3rd District's Kenya Gibson says that she supports staff's recommendations. I very much do support naming schools after people because we have important discussions like the one that we're having today. And I think that appreciating the people that came before us is critical so that we can learn from them. The board voted six to three in favor of renaming both schools. Also, Binford Middle will become Dogwood Middle and George With High will be dubbed Richmond High School for the Arts. VPM will be building a new headquarters in downtown Richmond. In an interview last week, CEO Jamie Swain said the station's technology needs outgrew its current location in Chesterfield. 
and a new space presented new opportunities. We wanted to find a location that was available on public transportation, that was easier for people to get to, and provided that ability for us to be more present in the community and also just to be a good community partner. There are plans for the new office in Monroe Ward to have a studio viewable from the street that can be used for community events or live broadcasts. Read more about the new HQ at vpm.org. VPM Media Corporation holds the FCC license for VPM News. This has been the VPM Daily Newscast. Some of these stories may have changed since the newscast was recorded. You can stay connected to what matters by heading to vpm.org news or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at myvpm. VPM. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.